Welcome to Finance Feeds Podcasts. Finance Feeds is the world's premier interactive Forex industry news source, providing the latest insights and current affairs from within the online trading industry worldwide. Enjoy our latest podcast episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Finance Feeds Podcasts. This is episode 18. My name is Nikolai Isayev. I'm editor-in-chief of Finance Feeds. Uh, joining me today is Michal Karchevsky, who is co-founder of Match Prime Liquidity and CEO of Match Trade Technologies. Uh, Michal, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming to our podcast. Hi, Nikolai. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, to be honest, I listened to, to all previous episodes and I'm glad I can be here. Well, we're glad to we're, we're glad to have you on as a guest. Thanks. Michal, we often meet at different expos, right, uh, in our industry. And I always see you circulating between several booths, uh, talking to customers of different brands. Um, can we take a step back for our audience and explain what uh, each company within your group provides and how the services complement each other? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, so basically, the company has 10 years. Uh, it's uh, 10 years anniversary. So all these years, the strategy uh, changed a bit uh, in, within a company. So maybe let's step back to the to the beginnings of the company because it will, it will help uh, to better understand uh, how we developed, why we have free brands and why we uh, exhibit with all those free so we started 10 years ago with uh, idea that we will build a matching engine which will uh, be used by brokers forex brokers so we wanted to be to copy a bit the lmax model uh, with running a brokerage however when we started selling matching engine it didn't work well um, so we had to a bit adjust our strategy so then we uh, bought an mt4 server and started offering mt4 white labels and this part uh, started working well for us, so we decided to develop uh, the client office, the bridge, so complementary services to the to the MT4 white labels. Uh, later on, we decided to add uh, an MT5 server as the demand was uh, was growing for for MT5 as as MetaQuote started to promote it more heavily. And uh, 2019, when there was crypto boom. Uh, everyone wanted to have a cryptocurrency exchange and we had a matching engine. So we decided that this is a good idea to start building a cryptocurrency exchange and sell it as a white label model. However, at that time was, uh, it was a bad decision from our point of view as uh, we sold few licenses, but surviving on a cryptocurrency market where the uh, which is commission-based uh, business, not like in FX where you can book the flow and uh, the revenues is uh, much higher. Mm -hmm. uh, no, none of the exchanges survived, so we lost uh, one year of the development of the of the crypto exchange platform. But uh, let's say out of this platform, we had a match to pay, so we had a tool which allowed these cryptocurrency exchanges to accept cryptocurrencies as a deposit. So we still have match to pay as a crypto payment gateway, which is currently used by Forex brokers. And uh, later on, we were thinking how to how to upsell current white labels as we, as we had a, a lot of them. So we decided that this is the time to maybe uh, start building a web trader. Uh, as we had an institutional platform which we offered to LPs, uh, but we, the, the, the front end was not very sophisticated and it was a more institutional one than the retail one. So we decided to, to uh, develop a retail platform, the retail web trader. 
which firstly we wanted to connect to MT4, MT5 as a web trader. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you know, as MetaQuotes has its own web trader, they uh, didn't like the idea and they uh, suggested us not to not to not to do it. So. Uh, we decided, okay, so we have the backend, we have the institutional platform, we have the frontend. So let's adjust the backend side on, on, on the institutional platform uh, to the retail mode. And this is how Match Trader, the new platform, uh, appeared. And we started selling it in the beginning uh, to, to smaller brokers, white labels. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently, recently, as the platform proved itself, we started selling it as a server license uh, to, to the bigger brokers. And we had a quite good timing, especially because, you know, before the we started selling a server license before the problems of MetaQuotes with the Apple. So it was, let's say, a bit of luck on our side. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we got also the SISEC license because, you know, all of the brokers uh, should have a liquidity provider connected to hedge the risk. So we decided, OK, so this is also a good idea to get a license, a proper license from SISEC and offer the liquidity to, to the brokers. And... Uh, this is uh, more or less uh, how how we uh, you know uh, prepared our offer. It's complementary as all the tools can be used by by the forex brokers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great, and I also uh, I wanted to say congratulations. I saw that I think um, you just had your ten year anniversary, right? For the again for the group of companies because it's been it's been quite a few years that you've been in business, as you said. Yeah, to be honest, you know, I joined the, the company in 2017 as it was uh, founded by, by uh, let's say, my business partners. Uh, but yes, it was a very hard uh, six years uh, when I, since I joined. Uh, the company changed a lot and uh, now, you know, Regarding the numbers of the of the employees, uh, the clients, and uh, the revenues, it's it's changed significantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michal, I wanted to ask. So I've seen the numbers from your company's yearly wrap up, um, and they looked very impressive. And you just also mentioned that you know you guys were uh, sort of the leaders in the sense that you released some of these products and services and solutions before the issues with MetaQuotes came about. Uh, I'm wondering, is that one of the reasons why you're growing so fast today? Uh, yes and no. Uh, so thank you, thank you for for uh, noticing the, the the growth of the company. We are trying, you know, to do our best. And uh, uh, to be honest, uh, I remember when in 2017 when I joined the company, I attended a first Cyprus Expo, and we couldn't afford even a booth there. So I was walking around, you know, asking the question how the business works because I came personally, I came from from uh, retail side. Mm-hmm. I was a dealer in XTB and half of our company, as it is based mostly in Poland, uh, is coming from from comes from from XTB as this is the you know best Polish Forex school, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I remember in 2017 when when we uh, when I was on Expo, I was asking everyone about crypto liquidity. Everyone was, uh, you know, looking at me uh, weird way. But next year in 2018, everyone had uh, you know crypto li- liquidity in their booth. So uh, yes and no. We foresee some some changes in the industry, and uh, we are able to predict some uh, some moves quite correctly. That's why we are growing so fast, I believe. Uh, so, for example, the move with our own platform, I believe, is was uh, this kind of uh, this kind of move. 
And uh, when in 2017 I was walking around the the expo, I saw that you know the market is saturated, and uh, you know all the brokers exist. They have all the solutions, and uh, uh, to be honest, they don't really need us. But however, we uh, found out our way and uh, sneaked uh, with our offer in to the market. Uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of our employees comes from the retail side, so uh, we understand the needs of the of the broker, and uh, we are quite flexible regarding our offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, additionally, for a very very long time, we were uh, I would say cost effective. Uh, we were not charging a lot the brokers, and uh, the service we delivered was on a good level. So. I think this is the the secret of of our growth. Uh, however, we are now changing a bit the strategy uh, by by increasing a bit prices and con- uh, you know focusing on on uh, more wealthier clients uh, with bigger brokers, more reputable brokers. Uh, some of them regulated, yes. Some of them offshore ones. Uh, so this is let's say uh, our current strategy. Uh, also, we have uh, quite good, uh, probably you notice, uh, quite good marketing team uh, who is preparing all these materials, all these uh, videos, all this uh, content, mm-hmm. which brings uh, which brings the traffic to 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 our website, brings the clients uh, who are who are really interested in opening a brokerage. So this is also uh, a second, let's say, uh, reason why we are growing uh, growing so fast, mm-hmm. and. Uh, to be honest, uh, after so many years, we have a lot of partners uh, who really uh, like what we what we have in our offer, and uh, they bring us new clients as they know that uh, the the service is good. So half, let's say, of the traffic, half of the new clients are coming from the marketing sources, and second half is coming from 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 the partners and the companies we cooperate with. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest, the last two three years. Uh, uh, you know, market is very volatile uh, due to you know COVID and and the war, yep. and uh, this 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 happened that the brokerages are uh, you know have have really big volumes, big, very big profits, and everyone is interested in opening their their own brokerage. Uh, so this is also something which helps us a lot in in uh, you know growing so fast. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, no better fact that we are growing so fast. We are still looking for 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 new ideas, new paths how to how to grow a company. For example, recently uh, we were on we were in the um, IC London, the gambling expo, mm-hmm. which I really recommend to everyone to see. Uh, let's say a different approach of 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 doing business because they have very similar. B2B, B2B business with the white labels, with the turnkey solutions where they have uh, licenses. Of course, we have licenses, Mauritius, Seychelles, they have uh, Curaçao, Gibraltar, there's different one, but it works, it works very similar. Uh, the, the industry is very similar to ours. However, there are some significant uh, differences like uh, how how the providers cooperate with, with, uh, with the casinos and the sports books. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, in our industry, what what we charge usually the clients is it's either turnover fee or we charge per accounts like MetaQuest or us are doing. But all the gambling industry is working in, in a revenue share model. Yes. So this is something which I really like there because it's a common goal for both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, such such provider has much more uh, much more resources to invest in the systems. 
and um, you know I was I was impressed that no one in the market in the gambling industry is uh, trying to dump the prices and offer something cheaper. And uh, in our industry, it happened a long time ago, and uh, providers are charging much less uh, per, let's say, billion on on, on gambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was uh, because. You know, MetaQuotes, when, when MetaQuotes started selling a server, you could buy a server for 100k as a license fee, but later on it costed only 2000 a month. Yes. Sure. So so it was very cheap to to get into the market and, and you know, uh, you couldn't, you didn't have to pay so much like in, in a gambling. So this is what I like, to be honest, in a gambling. And also very interesting way in gambling industry, which is not in our industry, and I see it's a something something really interesting is sub licensing so for example you can imagine that in in our industry when uh, match trade would sub license the white label so we will monitor all the clients all the white labels which are under us mm-hmm. so our compliance would be checking them so we will guarantee let's say the kind of a quality of such white labels this is something which is not working in our industry mm-hmm. and this is how let's say they monitor and uh, provide the quality to the to the to the players yes that the white label is monitored by the provider this is something i like mm-hmm. which is not uh, working in let's say in our industry mm-hmm. And why do you think that is? Why do you think it doesn't work in in, in, in our industry today? I mean, are there specific mm-hmm. sort of restrictions, drawbacks, or people or mm-hmm. companies are just you know not willing to <laughs> to be monitored? Uh, uh, no, no. It, to be honest, financial industry is much more uh, regulated than uh, gambling industry. So uh, you need to be compliant to much uh, much more, um, let's say points and much much more things needs to be checked uh, comparing to the to the gambling because in gambling you have you have to monitor two things uh, marketing and affiliates mm-hmm. what you uh, the communication mm-hmm. and second thing is uh, responsible gambling so so you need to eliminate all the let's say uh, addicted uh, to the gambling players mm-hmm. so if someone will let's say write on the chat that i have a problem i'm addicted you have to block such player sure. Uh, so this is um, something uh, which is working in gambling in our side. Uh, if, for example, I will issue a sub-license uh, to a white label and monitor, let's say, 30 uh, companies, uh, probably it will be a very risky one because if at least one white label will do something uh, uh, weird, which I don't notice, uh, I will lose a license for all of them. Yes, So mm-hmm. uh, I believe... It was. It is. Uh, this model is, is much harder to implement in our industry, as uh, it is much much harder to get compliant with all these, uh, you know, laws of of a particular country. Um, yeah, that makes that, that makes sense, um, Michal. I wanted to also ask about last year's situation with MetaQuotes, because it seems you know it pretty much stirred up the whole effect, uh, the whole FX and CFD industry. It's kind of like with one decision, Apple practically turned the market of trading platforms in our industry upside down. Um, I guess I wanted to know your personal um, opinion on what happened and what do you think was the reason for, you know, for ultimately this decision that, that came down last year? 
Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, today we saw that uh, Apple restored uh, MT4 and MT5, so it means probably uh, MetaQuotes finally got uh, compliant with all the requirements from Apple side, uh-huh. and they agreed that uh, the MT4 MT5 is again available to, to all users. Uh, to be honest, uh, I remember, it, I think it was Saturday when we found out that uh, MT4, MT5 was blocked, and uh, I read an article then that uh, with the gossips that it was because of the Russian sanctions. Uh-huh. That you know, MetaCodes is a Russian company, that's why it's blocked. And later on, I read a second news that Google Google will probably do the same, and uh, this is end of MetaCodes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> to be honest, I from from very beginning I knew that it was not true. Uh, the problem was that uh, MetaQuotes has all brokers on, on in one app. Yes, so mm-hmm. all the big brokers and all the small shady brokers uh, are in the same app. And all the traders are able to, to put a compl- uh, complaint through, through App Store directly to Apple. Uh, to be honest, and as a, an Apple, uh, you don't understand our industry uh, a lot. And when you receive so many, so many complaints, and uh, you see that something is wrong with, with this app, and they don't understand, there are thousands of brokers behind this app, and the size of uh, of this app is, is is significant. That's why you have have so many, so many claims. And uh, probably before before that, uh, there was some kind of a triggering even which uh, caused that Apple decided, okay, enough is enough, and we should uh, ban this up. Uh, I, I think I read about some some big scam in the United States which uh, happened two two weeks two weeks before that. So probably it was related, and and the number of of complaints from from. Yeah, U.S. citizens, uh, which came through 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 App Store, was quite significant. That's why why uh, Meta, uh, Apple decided to block uh, MT4, MT5. And uh, if it's upside down, to be honest, uh, I don't uh, I don't think it changed uh, too much, as Meta Quotes has still a dominant position. Uh, I remember that, uh, I, as I mentioned, it was I think it was Saturday. I remember I received three or four calls from brokers who wanted to have a, a server ready on Monday. Mm. Uh, wow. Our our server match trader ready on Monday to to uh, start migrating. And I, I knew you know of, I knew from the very beginning that it was uh, impossible and uh, uh, the, probably on Monday the the conversation would be will be totally different and. Uh, yeah, after one or, or two weeks, I saw that uh, everyone calmed down and uh, they saw that they have more time for a decision. They don't have to buy the, the, the platform so quickly. So the site uh, started checking the options. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of presentation of our system after after Apple and uh Finally, I saw that some of the some of the brokers decided to build their own app, uh, their own platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them took, uh, let's say, um, alternative solutions, and some decided not to uh, not to do anything because they saw that outflow of the new clients is not that big, as uh, you know, all the existing clients could still trade. And uh, very soon, MetaCalls uh, also released the Web Trader as kind of an alternative way of, of logging to the 
um, to the to the to the platform. So this is something which uh, for sure helped uh, uh, you know meta quotes not to, to, to come down and, and uh, not uh, not to resign from from uh, MT4 MT5 and. Uh, you know the the cases. I believe that uh, now the the brokers will look on on the platform a bit different way because, uh, for example, we see that everyone currently is working on the apps which are available outside of the stores. Uh, C Trader is probably doing it. MetaQuote is doing it. Uh, we already had it uh, as we built a Match Trader in uh, progressive web app technology, which. Uh, can be distributed outside of the stores, but I think it will be the trend, and uh, so everyone would like to be a bit independent from from such uh, moves uh, from Apple side or, or Google side, because for example, on uh, in gambling industry, which I mentioned, uh, Google is banning all the gambling apps, and Apple has all of them. Yes, yeah? so it's totally opposite in mm-hmm. our industry. Apple is much more strict than. Uh, than Google regarding accepting the new apps to the to the app store, uh, but I'm not sure if you are familiar that uh, with the next version of iOS, the European Union forced Apple to allow distribution of apps outside of the app store. Yes, mm-hmm. because Google had it uh, already, but uh, it was impossible with with uh, with the Apple. But right now. Uh, I think European Union forced forced them to do it. I'm not sure if it will be available only in European Union or also in other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know this is the kind of a trend, and uh, probably the, the the distribution will be easier. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a th- th- thanks for for going into detail on on that whole situation. I think uh, maybe you agree. It, you know, from my perspective, there was a bit of obviously a bit of rush to judgment, like you said, you know, in terms of what actually happened and what are the implications of, of what happened in terms of uh, Meta being removed from the App Store then. Um, but I think people kind of cleared their head after a while and also understood that, for example, you know, you have to look at the regions that uh, brokerages are operating in, right? And if we look at uh, developing countries, we can argue that Android devices, which run Google, um, are a lot more popular or present in those regions than let's say ios devices right because of cost and and other things Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like well it really depends on each individual broker's needs because if they are operating in in regions where ios devices uh are 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 a significant share of their uh of their client Mm -hmm. base then yes this has a, a material impact and if if they are not then perhaps it doesn't make sense to rush to find a new solution yeah yeah basically mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i agree because you know uh, apple has around 30 percent of the of the market share but uh, as we all know iphone is quite expensive uh, smartphone and uh, i assume that average deposit uh, of uh, iphone user is a bit uh, you know above average uh, uh, comparing to to the to, to the android user so okay it is 30% of the market share but probably around 50% of of total deposits i would uh, mm-hmm. this is just my guess mm-hmm. uh, on quick assumption yeah and uh, the other thing i wanted to mention also is you know i've seen apple uh, being very, very strict in terms of monetizing 
apps that are in the app store, right? So they have certain requirements mm -hmm. for app developers that publish apps. And, you know, you had mentioned with respect to Google and Apple, the 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 difference in the in, in the in the gambling industry is that you know apple is very is very welcoming of gambling apps whereas google seems seems not to be and i think perhaps this is actually a commercial decision in that you know apple charges a percentage of whatever's sold through an app that is on the you know located in the app mm -hmm. store where uh, whereas you know is there anything that apple can charge meta quotes for 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 having uh the app in the app store likely not because I, as far as i remember there's no in in app purchases inside the ios version of metatrader right? yeah but i think i think yeah, I agree, but I think it is the same in gambling. This uh, charging—it's uh, related to to the games and uh, purchases in the app, yeah. deposits to the to the to the gambling companies or to the forex companies. I think it is uh, out of of this pol yeah. policy. So let's say Apple uh, doesn't earn on 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 gambling uh, companies on on forex. So you know, this is why also you can understand Apple. You have so many problems with an app on which you don't uh, earn a single penny. Yes? So this is why why to keep it. Yes, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, as an Apple, you are you cannot only think about uh, you know the, the profits because when when uh, so much people are using your store and there is no other option to download the app from outside you cannot just block an app uh, okay you can contact them to to you can uh, try to uh, settle the issue or, or clarify the issue why there are so many complaints etc but blocking it uh, without any any notification, this is quite quite weird and shouldn't it shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely um, I absolutely agree with you, um, it, uh, 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 Michal. You had mentioned you know in, in terms of what may have led to the uh, to Apple dropping uh, medicals out of the App Store. Um, there there was I think everyone in the industry knows that there were some white labels um, that MetaTrader had that could be deemed shady and other things. Um, you also mm -hmm. mentioned there was something in the news, um, and this happens quite often in the United States, the SEC and other regulators, they uncover pretty significant like crypto scams and things like that. So, per mm -hmm. so perhaps there was something uh, that came to light where uh, customers who may have been scammed or lost their deposits again they were complaining to mm -hmm. directly to apple you know in the comment section of the app store i mm -hmm. want to ask about metatrader white labels themselves do you think that you know in your opinion uh because there may have been shady companies um that were using white labels is that why metaquotes stopped stopped mm -hmm. providing white labels and do you think that metaquotes will actually resume white labels uh, or issuing white labels in the future especially considering the restrictions in St. Vincent that were just announced mm -hmm. and, are, and mm -hmm. are now sort of going through. Okay, so uh, I think that uh, white labels were stopped just after Apple, uh, but to be honest, uh, uh, meta quotes uh, made the KYC almost impossible to pass to, to, small, to small brokers mm -hmm. as they started, uh, started requiring the... Um, bank confirmation bank account confirmation i think it was uh, half a year before uh, they stopped selling white labels so for example approving of one white label on our side from four or five days increased to two three months yes mm -hmm. so 
so I believe that uh, white labels were stopped uh, even before they officially stopped it. Yes, because we couldn't pass uh, any, 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 any white label through, through the KYC process. So uh, I believe the problems were, were, uh, were already there. Uh, I, as, I believe that, you know, number of the problems uh, MetaCodes face from regulatory side and, I don't know, probably police police or someone they, they received a lot of uh, uh, questions a lot of uh, claims uh, directly from the traders uh, so they they decided that this is the time to to do something with it uh, to be honest i don't believe uh, that this is only case of a white labels because uh, you know the the goods, the, the, the biggest scams uh, were not done only on white labels because with the white label, to be honest, at least on our servers, when we offer white labels, uh, we didn't have, we didn't give the, let's say, the, all the rights to the white labels. So, for example, changing the price, changing the side of the, deleting the trades, etc., uh, are not possible on a white label. For example, on, when we when we pr- provide it, so. Uh, the big big scams uh, usually uh, the biggest ones were doing it on the servers. Yes, so uh, because first of all, when you are doing a big scam, you have money, so you can afford a server, and uh, you you require all the rights from the admin side uh, to do whatever you want on the on the servers. So I don't believe this is related only to the white labels. It is related to both. However, the number of white labels is uh, much bigger, but usually the scams were smaller on the white label mm-hmm. side. Uh, also, on uh, on the other hand, I don't believe the problem were only scams because, uh, okay, because from my point of view, the scam is someone who intentionally, you know, uh, open a brokerage to escape with with to do the exit scam to take money and and disappear. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, let's say uh, defaulted brokers. Uh, uh, it was caused by by bad risk management. I see a lot of brokers coming into the market with the budget of let's say twenty thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars. How you are able to 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 manage the risk with uh, you know budget of twenty thirty thousand dollars, and all of them are greedy and want to you know put everything put all the ba- all the eggs into one basket and see maybe the market will allow me to be book everything and I will earn a lot of money. And the uh, majority of them just, you know, uh, don't have luck and, and, and they uh, have to have to disappear. Mm-hmm. So first of all, this is greed from their, their, their side uh, because they want to get rich very quickly. They, they didn't come intentionally to escape with the money, but they didn't have enough experience to manage the risk. They didn't have enough budget, uh, lack of understanding how to uh, how to hatch the exposures. And uh, this is uh, something on which we now work uh, quite heavily with our dealing department to do to give them the proper education uh, manuals how to hedge the risk to avoid such situation uh, not to take too big exposure because uh, you are not able to do so for example again uh, comparing to the gambling industry when when i spoke uh, with some providers in 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 in, uh, in that industry they mentioned to me they they block the sizes of the bets for beginners for for the startup uh, casino startup uh, sports booking companies uh this sh- something similar should happen on our side uh, we should uh, as an industry as a providers probably we should somehow educate
okay them limit them tell them hey you have thirty thousand dollars as a budget you are not able to accept a risk over three hundred dollars on the account yes because otherwise you won't be able to 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 pay back the the trader and we as as a providers we should we should do it and this is what we currently are doing on on our side because uh you know this uh this is something which brings the bad uh, publicity and bad reputation to our industry. And uh, for example, you know, this is exactly what happened, uh, as you mentioned, that this happened in the United States, but it's, it happens all, all around the world. And for example, when you say that you are working in Forex in Poland, you you are seen as uh, someone who is doing, you know, shady stuff. Uh, so this is why uh, I also against and I'm, I'm you know, trying to fight with all those uh, guys who are coming and then uh, want to disappear with the money. So we also, on MTR, we also increase the KYC procedure and uh, tighten it uh, to avoid such situation uh, with, with you know, uh, fake IDs, fake guys coming in and trying to collect money and escape. Uh, also, I believe, you know, the the motivation behind uh, stop selling white labels is, uh, I think that MetaQuotes seen uh, that everyone is earning on, on MT4, MT5, except, except uh, you know, them, because uh, they were charging 2000, for many years, they were charging 2000 uh, for a white label and 2000 for a server, while the brokers were earning millions. Uh, so now they increase a bit the uh, they later on increase the pricing for white labels. They change the pricing for the service from the license fee up to monthly fee, uh, where there's 10,000, they started charging per users. Uh, so this is uh, something I also believe that uh, now the motivation of stop selling white labels is to move a bit. Uh, this is just a business decision, which is a bit, you know, it's uh, quite rational mm-hmm. uh, to move the clients to the more expensive product when you ha- don't have a choice. Because white labels are no more uh, available, and you want to have an MT4, MT5, uh, MT4, MT5 right now because MT4 is not uh, available anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have a server and you want to have an MT5, you need to take a server. Yes, you need to buy a license from from them, as there is no other alternatives. And the cheapest one is 7.5, and very quickly you need to upgrade it to 10k a month. Yes, so. Uh, 2000 uh, two years two three years ago and uh, 10,000 right now it's it's a quite huge uh, uh, increase of, of the fees which we are able uh, to charge mm-hmm. uh, you also asked me about if, if they will resume uh, white labels uh, to be honest I believe they will uh, because it was the, the huge part of their profits. I would be surprised if they don't, uh, because I believe I was one of the top ten uh, companies with the with the biggest invoices at MetaQuotes, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I saw the numbers, and uh, I probably uh, I believe that they will resume it. However, not sure how. I believe that the first step would be that they will leave old KYC where, you know, bank account would uh, still need to be there and it will be almost impossible to pass for the small SVG brokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and later on in the second stage, uh, when everything will come down, they will a bit lose the, the KYC requirements to onboard, uh, onboard uh, more white label. So I believe that next year, uh, same time next year, MT5 white labels, at least MT5, I'm not sure about MT4, will be available again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, go ahead. Sorry, Michael. 
Yeah, yeah, because you, you, I think you also asked me about the SVG, yes, uh, about the uh, SVG restriction, Ooh, right? That, that's actually part of one of my next questions, and just more broadly about regulations to kind of huh? get get your mm-hmm. get your sense uh, of things. But uh, right now, as we're speaking about the the, uh, the so-called white label issues, I mean, you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier that obviously this whole situation opened new new prospects for your company because of the solutions. Um, that you that you guys built before any of this uh, before any of this came about, and we just sort of um, perused or speculated about whether or not medicals will resume white labels and in what shape or form. Um, I was going to ask because you know you you have had discussions with potential clients. I'm sure some clients signed up with you as a result. Um, aren't you afraid of sort of losing some of these prospects if and when? Uh, meta resumes Mm -hmm. like MT5, let's say white labels, or because you've had uh, negotiations, interactions with, with industry players, again, who are, who are just reaching out to say, Hey, what do you have? What do you have to offer? Mm -hmm. Right. Whether or not they want to switch or not um, kind of what's your perception uh, in terms of your competitive um, landscape Mm -hmm. going forward. And also interesting on the, on the pricing front, because as you mentioned, um, as far as I understood, if I understood correctly, you have a pretty competitive pricing model right now, right? As it, as it compares to uh, to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, basically, this is quite quite funny question. As uh, I remember, uh, two three years ago, uh, we have uh, this yearly plannings with the board uh, in the company, mm-hmm. and we uh, put down their let's say the major risks for the company. And uh, I checked it, and we wrote down that uh, uh, Meta Quotes will stop offering white labels. And this was one of the major risks for our company, as uh, white labels were a significant part of our uh, of our revenue. Mm-hmm. Now you are asking me if I'm uh, afraid if they will resume it. Uh, <laughs> so if I resume selling, so it's totally opposite and you can <laughs> see how how dynamic the, the you know situation is in in our company but uh, i remember we were afraid of it right now we are not so so afraid uh, of stopping white labels and resuming them uh, uh, why you know situation with meta quotes helped us a lot uh, to be honest uh, because you know uh, in one day the brand awareness of, of our company increased significantly because everyone knew suddenly that we have the the platform, the trading platform. It was quite new product for for uh, as a server license. So uh, suddenly I received a lot of a lot of requests for the platform. So if I would uh, I was speaking with marketing after all, if I would need to spend, uh, you know, uh, I need to create a marketing budget to bring so much attention to our platform, it would be it would be crazy numbers. So it was it was done for free for us. So it helped, yes. And the uh, situation with with white labels with the apples brought us a lot of uh, uh, a lot of clients a lot of uh, new potentials uh, even if some some of them didn't uh, take the platform finally but they saw it they uh, were on presentation with our sales team so so yeah it, it, it's helped a lot maybe one day they will come back and and, and decide to to take match uh, match trader um, if I'm afraid, uh, to be honest, I'm not that afraid uh, because uh, Match Trader proved itself so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, we now 
there is a situation with SVG and uh, there is a deadline for, for SVG companies and uh, a lot of white labels are a bit afraid of it and, and uh, what MetaQuotes will do and decided to migrate uh, to our platform uh, some time ago and we see very positive feedback on uh, uh, of them because if they would if they want, uh, wouldn't be forced to to migrate to to match trade mm-hmm. because of this threat, uh, to match trader to, uh, because of this threat, probably they would never uh, they would never do it. And uh, but as they were forced and they see it, how it works and uh, they see the feedback fr- uh, from the clients, uh, I think that we are at a good 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 uh, situation right now with with our own platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if meta quotes, uh, which I I think it will happen. They will resume selling white values. We still have, you know, uh, servers of MT4. I have servers of MT5. So, so probably I will still offer MT4, MT5 white labels if they will be resumed because uh, this is the, still the most popular platform and everyone wants to wants to use it. Even, you know, brokers who are using other platform alternatives like a Trader and others, they also have MT4, MT5 next to it. And probably the majority of the volume is, uh, is done on MT4, MT5. Uh, uh, I think I saw somewhere that 85, uh, the uh, Meta Trader has currently MT5 percent of the market share, so you have to sell MT4, MT5 white labels when they are if they are available. Mm-hmm. Yes, otherwise you will be out of uh, out of the white label market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes uh, definitely makes makes a lot of sense. And you touched upon SVG uh, Saint Vincent. Obviously, we know that brokers mm-hmm. have been given a deadline. Which again, I personally think that deadline is going to be extended because. Um, First of all, there are hundreds and hundreds of companies registered in St. Vincent over the years. And also, uh, obviously, the registrars and the quote-unquote regulator in Mm -hmm. in St. Vincent uh, kind of has their hands tied in terms of enforcement. I mean, there's not really much um, that they could physically do to to companies. Yes, sure, they can annul their uh, registration and things like that. But uh, in terms of any kind of other enforcement, it seems... It seems Mm -hmm. to me that's kind of lax. I wanted to ask, uh, again, in relation to what we've spoken about, you know, we said that uh, if Meta, for example, if uh, uh, Meta White Labels uh, already had more stringent KYC um, and approval instructions, Match Trader um, or Match match Trade has its own, obviously, you guys have your own requirements. It seems to me, like for me personally, uh, okay, so SVG is now not a viable offshore entity anymore. I know, I uh, we know for a fact that there are companies moving from SVG to another island, very, very, <laughs> pretty close in the same region, right? Um, everybody who's going to listen will probably know what we're talking about. But my impression is that it, today it does not make sense to just hop from one island to the other anymore. Um, ultimately, uh, technology providers and and uh, market uh, market making providers will ultimately only open accounts, you know, and and provide licenses and servers to companies that have at least some sort of minimum baseline of mm-hmm. regulation, mm-hmm. whether that is like Seychelles, Mauritius, or some of these other uh, jurisdictions. Vanuatu is very popular um, these days. Do you think that that is going to be the case going forward in the next few years? Um, Or do you think that there will still be options out there where 
the brokers who are in a completely offshore jurisdiction will still be able to find you know technology um how to say it uh, from my point of view i believe that uh regulation is needed uh, on different levels uh, of course we have you know sisec uh, and the european regulations where which is very strict and and uh, the highest standards we have uh, mauritius Seychelles, vanuatu which is now also up, uh, upgraded their the requirements uh, and we have such uh, you know licenses like uh, comoros or or San Vincent, which is not even a license, as the, 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 the countries which allow doing Forex without even a license. So uh, from, from my point of view, uh, what is needed is uh, I think that even the smallest company should be regulated somehow. However, I don't believe it will happen because there are so many jurisdictions which still allow uh, doing Forex without any you know, checks and, and, and uh, you know, uh, about uh, any license. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I believe that going, uh, let's say, everyone everyone in FX industry started somewhere. And uh, if you don't have an investor behind the company who is able to afford the license and uh, uh, compliance team and, and uh, being compliant from, from the very beginning, uh, you need to start somewhere. And uh, if there, the entry barrier is uh, too expensive and too high, uh, you know, small, small companies doesn't have a chance. So I believe you should be regulated in a way that it represents the size of your company. So, for example, if you are small and your revenues are up to, I don't know, 1 million, you should pass, let's say, this level of, of regulation, which is quite quite cheap, quite easy. And, uh, of course, it is checked, but uh, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to, you know, be compliant with too many, too many things. And as soon as you grow, uh, you need to pass more and more, uh, requirements. So this will uh, allow you know the industry to still develop and bring new interesting companies and ambitious people to to the industry, and it won't. Uh, uh, but it won't allow uh, you know too shady brokers uh, working because they would need to report uh, to so to some authority. Of course, this is let's say the the ideal situation. Uh, I don't believe it will happen uh, as we still the the there are too many too many uh, jurisdictions in which you can uh, open uh, a company and, and and get a platform and then start start onboarding clients. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, but regarding the the San Vincent uh, San Vincent situation, when I found out about it, I was bit uh, curious about uh, the the reasons behind it. Uh, why it happened uh, because this is the small island whose which uh, main probably incomes were from from this uh, shells uh, companies and uh, the fees related to it so probably they were they were forced uh, i don't know by who to to to, to implement it uh, either us or, or or european union uh because someone had to put a pressure a pressure on them and uh, the requirements they, they they implemented are a bit uh, how to say it, uh, impossible to met and then uh, in, in some cases illogical because when when someone when SVG requires from you uh, to get a license uh, in a country where which you target, so if you have this license, you don't need a SVG company for it. 
Yes. So, for example, if you want to target, I don't know, European Union, you need to have a license in Cyprus. So, why do you need to to have a, a San Vincent company? Yes. So this is. Uh, you know, this is quite quite uh, weird requirement, I would say. Uh, also, on the on the other hand, uh, they gave I think 45 days uh, to to be compliant with this requirement. So nobody, even if you would like to be compliant with it and let's say get some kind of license, you are not able to 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 get it in 45 days. Mm-hmm. So this, I think, this wolf was uh, designed to just. Uh, clear a bit uh, the house and, and, uh, and remove all these all these companies uh, however there are still some doubts uh, about about those those requirements uh, uh, because I'm not sure if you saw this uh, FAQ uh, released by by uh, by the you know uh, the authority from San Vincent mm-hmm. uh, they mentioned that the Forex is not allowed anymore. And in FAQ, they someone asked about uh, CFDs, and they mentioned that only CFDs for forex are are not allowed. What about other CFDs? Right. What about CFDs for indices for 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 other 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 instruments? So those those are allowed. Uh, I think this is just they are a bit random, a uh, bit uh, you know, as I said, illogical. And uh, let's see what will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's different ways of going about uh, the question of SVG. I think it's uh, perhaps it's a combination of many different things. Like you said, barriers to entry, right? There are barriers to entry mm-hmm. for very, very small brokers who are just starting out, who cannot afford even the compliance costs, the overhead costs of being compliant in even a small island jurisdiction. And perhaps they are going to SVG. For sure, there are also scams uh, that went to SVG. They opened up companies in SVG, knowing that of there course, would not of be course, any, this is a... there would not be any uh, compliance. There would not be anybody checking and things like that. And uh, you know, to your point, just like with uh, Medicodes and Apple, I think it's just the. They accumulated so many, so many, so many complaints from from traders who were using companies that were registered in an SVG, and those complaints probably went, like you said, to you know uh, uh, big regulators, maybe in the United States, in the UK, Australia, Cyprus, and those regulators are the ones who said, okay, we have to. You know, we have to talk to this jurisdiction. We have to make sure that. Uh, but so- I believe they they had to be threatened somehow, either from US by cutting off, uh, being cut off from from Swift, you know, Swift, <laughs> or 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 you know, or by, by European Union by you know, because I I, I think that the uh, European Union helped them in uh, in many cases during the the COVID and also the. Uh, they had some issue with the volcano eruption, and they also they had a lot of aid from from there. So, mm-hmm. I believe they might be some some let's say instruments, tools to 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 put the pressure on San Vincent to do it because by themselves, to be honest, they wouldn't do it by themselves. Uh, this is my opinion. No, I I agree. As yeah. that, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> There's no way that why would they do this when it's a source of revenue for um, registration fees? Um, uh, uh, Michal, I wanted to ask you mentioned that uh, quite a few employees in the match trade group of companies are actually people who came from the retail side. Like you said, you came from mm-hmm. uh, XTB. Um, and I wanted to ask in, in, in my impression, I also come from, from the retail side of things in industry. My impression is that, you know, a few years ago, let's say three, four, five years ago, best execution was a very, very hot topic amongst traders. 
um, and amongst mm -hmm. also providers, brokers, you know, platform providers, mm -hmm. liquidity providers. It seems to me that today, if we look at the retail offerings that are out there from the major brokers, um, everybody is more or less, I would say, arguably more or less in line in terms of uh, pricing and uh, the pricing that traders get and the execution quality that traders get. It seems to me things uh, are sort of progressing now uh, on the trader side uh, into more focus uh, into like high frequency trading, algorithmic trading, you know, with the rise of uh, artificial intelligence and things like that. Um, and also, let's say, automated trading solutions. It seems to me that this is one of the things that traders are asking for of their brokers um, today. I wanted to ask, you know, from your side and your um, cooperation with your clients and um, speaking to your colleagues within the company, is this something that you are also seeing or are there other trends that we should be mindful of today in terms of kind of, you know, the most important tr trends in retail for 2023? Mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, we had to make a business decision uh, uh, about adding the option for, for the traders to, to, to add an EAs uh, to, to, to our new platform. And we do it, uh, a small check on the current white labels on, on MT4, MT5, uh, how actively they use EAs. And uh, I remember that uh, we were surprised that uh, EAs uh, are not that popular on our white labels anymore. So, for example, I remember that it was around uh, 3% of the total uh, volume mm -hmm. uh, uh, done through the EAs on MT4. On MT5, it was even less. Yes, yeah, so to be, to be honest, I don't agree that... Uh, you know this algo trading is that popular still uh, i remember it was it was uh, very popular in the past uh, when you know uh, even i i wrote a, a, i had a uh, i got a bachelor degree and i was written uh, uh, i wrote the my my paper about uh, moving averages and testing the efficiency of moving averages on fx markets and i used the uh, eas to to test those strategies and and uh, and at that time it was a I think 2000, uh, 2010. Uh, so it was really popular. Then I, I was attending the courses how to use MQL4 and then how to how to you know write very effective uh, algorithms. But right now the times uh, changed, uh, and uh, right now everyone has a mobile phone, mm -hmm. a smartphone. Yes, so uh, we are able to check the market all the time because in the past the main advantage of using algos was it will trade uh, when you are not at home and you don't see the, the market, yes? And you use some old Nokia or BlackBerry and you couldn't uh, trade from from, from, from on MT4 or MT5 there. So that's why it was, Algos were very popular. Right now, when you have the very fast internet, you have the smartphone, you can check it everywhere and you can place a trade. This is one reason why they are not uh, that popular anymore, I believe. Uh, I think also a second second reason uh, we see also the difference between uh, MT4 MT5. So, okay, in MT4 when the MQL4 was uh, the first language uh, MetaQuotes uh, implemented and uh, there was 
huge ecosystem around it. A lot of developers was writing uh, some EAs. There was a lot, uh, a lot of ready-made EAs which you were able to download, and uh, even with uh, open source, you can adjust it a bit with your own parameters. Uh, even on MQL four or five. Uh, there was much less of it, and uh, we also see it, uh, we saw it on on our white labels that le- much less uh, MT5 brokers are based on on, on EAs, and uh, even I, f- I believe it was uh, some time ago where MetaQuotes made some kind of a promotion of migrating from MT4 to MT5, and we tried to convince. Uh, some of the brokers to to move from MT4 to MT5 as it was much easier to manage them on MT5 as MT5 is much more flexible on on administrator side. Uh, They didn't want to do it because of of the EAs. Uh, I mean, those who who used the EAs, yes, because they were afraid that traders uh, wouldn't like to to rewrite their their EAs, yes. So also, I believe... uh, this is a, a second reason why EAs are not 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 that that uh, popular. And the third reason I uh, I think which uh, caused that we didn't uh, implement uh, algo trading in our platform. Okay, we have an API, but this is let's say uh, much harder to use it uh, comparing to EAs. But why we didn't implement it? Uh, the the uh, abusers on on bro, you know the traders who are abusing the, the trading conditions uh, are using EAs mostly yes so latency arbitrators who uh, take advantage of let's say a slower feed because they had the connection next to uh, very close uh, to to the to the exchange and they they abuse uh, the brokers who has a bit slower connection uh, it was done through the EAs yes also the taking advantage of the bad ticks which appeared on the on the broker side it was done by the eas yes so uh you are getting just three percent of the flow while you risk a lot of losses on on abusers yes so from my point of view and from the business decision it was uh, it was easy decision to make uh, not to not to not to implement it not to bring the more problems uh programs to the brokers but let's say uh also also, I believe that you know, new generation is a bit more, bit more lazy and uh, a bit more lazy, and they have um, you know, uh, they prefer tools which are ready-made. I mean, for example, copy trading, social trading, where they can uh, easily follow follow the signals and, and just copy a trade. Uh, this is something which uh, they are much uh, more interested in. You know, maybe, uh, maybe when uh, regarding EAs, maybe when there will be a tools which will easily allow the, 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 the new users, traders create the, the EAs or the algos by, uh, you know, using drag and drop uh, of some rules and uh, it will automatically trade then. Or maybe even, you know, creating uh, creating an algos using AI, like you mentioned, maybe, you know, using ChatGBT or whatever, which will allow them to easily write their the rules which they want to implement their strategies and, and such AI will prepare the whole code which way they, they will be able to, to implement. Uh, this is a, maybe a solution which, uh, uh, which make EAs popular again. Mm-hmm. 
Um, a very, very interesting insights, uh, uh, Michal. Thank you. Um, uh, you mentioned, you know, today everybody's mobile, right? And that's definitely the case. Um, obviously, uh, every retail trader, I think these days is expecting that their broker will have, uh, let's say, maybe a desktop version, a web version, and absolutely must have a, uh, a, mobile, a mobile version. Now, I don't want to rehash everything we spoke about uh, earlier about meta quotes and things like that. But in terms of like mobile solutions, do you think that mm -hmm. the platform provider space is going to get more fragmented over, um, you know, in, in the next few years in the sense that, you know, we already have meta quotes for a desktop slash web solution and mobile solution. Um, perhaps the, the mm -hmm. platform space might get more fragmented because more more companies, uh, more develop, uh, fintech companies will come into the space to, again, try to capitalize more on the mobile trading side of things? Mm -hmm. uh, so regarding the new, the new, the new platforms, uh, after, you know, the, the problems of meta quotes, yes, we, we, we see a lot of new platforms coming into the market. Uh, however, most of them are just, uh, uh, front-end apps so this is uh, you know uh, apps which you, uh, you worked in the past on on mt4 mt5 uh, meta quotes doesn't like uh, if someone is selling uh, apps built on their own backend mm -hmm. uh, so i i don't believe that such solution will uh, because for example broker develop it for its own purposes and now they want to sell it so this is a this is something which won't work and it is not a scalable solution because if they will be popular meta quotes, we will probably contact them one day. Hey, we have a mobile uh, and this is a comp competition, di direct competition to our solution. Please don't use it on our backend, which is quite uh, understandable uh, move from, from their side. So uh, I believe that, okay, they will uh, appear on the market. Uh, but after one two years, they will they, they will disappear because uh, the problems with the backend and lack of the backend. Yes, mm -hmm. so I believe that the platforms who will survive will be those with uh, with the backends or will have uh, the cooperations with backend platforms. So, for example, with with us. Yes, if someone will come to us, hey, I have a frontend, would like to connect it to your backend and replace your match trader. Uh, this is, let's say, in this model, it could work, yes. But if they don't b develop a backend in, in the long term, they will have a problem. Okay, there is a trading uh, trading view, which uh, is only a front end, but they also face some problems with uh, with meta quotes, and uh, we know that uh, meta quotes didn't like that trading view is getting so popular on 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 their platform. So that's why. TradingView has started uh, cooperating with, with different providers who has a backend to a bit uh, diversified and mitigate the risk of having one backend integrated. So they are they are talking with many, many providers to to implement it. Uh, so I think that the, the one with the backend will survive. And regarding the, the mobile, yes, the mobile is, this is the saying we have here, mobile is the new king. And when you check uh, when you check the reports of the brokers uh, who are pub, uh, you know on, on public ones uh, like XTB for example, uh, you see that the the volumes and the number of using of users uh, is uh, already much higher on mobile than than on on for example web. Yes, uh, because uh, this is natural. I guess now you can 
do everything from your mobile apps are very advanced uh, you can deposit from from there you can do the kyc from there you can trade you can uh, draw the, the the indicators on the chart so uh, i believe yes this is uh, uh, that the mobile will take over and it will be probably 70% very soon of overall volume done through, through mobile. Mm-hmm. And we see it also in gambling. In gambling, is exactly even probably more uh, as, as a gambling. Everyone is using the mobile for, for gambling. Maybe not for casino, but for the sports betting. Yes, uh, uh, it, is, it is used uh, so much more popular on, on mobile. And regarding fragmentation, uh, I believe that... Uh, Regarding white labels, yes, market will be more fragmented. Uh, why? Because MetaCoz still doesn't sell white labels. And if they will resume it, probably it will be with the very uh, strict KYC. So I, I believe that uh, providers uh, like a C Trader, like us, okay, we have the strict KYC, but not that strict. Yes, uh, so probably they will pass our KYC or C Trader KYC or I don't know someone else KYC because the, I know that few other platforms appear like I don't know Vertex, uh, the who has their own own platform and uh, released recently. Uh, probably they will pass their KYC. So regarding white labels, I believe that the market will be more much more fragmented. Mm-hmm. However, uh, regarding big brokers, I believe that brokers will start uh, adding uh, a backup platform, mm, not uh, replace MT4, MT5. Uh, because it would be, uh, uh, you know, suicide. Uh, but they will add a backup one in case of, of the problems, and maybe they will start promoting it simultaneously to maybe a bit uh, diversify the flow of the of the clients. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I remember we did it in uh, in uh, in XTB when I was there. Uh, we started developing on an X station, which was our, uh, which was XTB platform. And uh, in the beginning, uh, we we uh, had uh, both offers available for for the clients. And uh, you know, a few years ago, XTB totally dropped MT4, and all the clients are moved to to their own own platform. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, this is this is let's say uh, the transition which probably some brokers might might uh, pass if someone will decide to develop their own platform and take let's say alternative one they will probably start uh, you know uh, selling it simultaneously to see the feedback and a bit diversify uh, the flow of the of the client mm-hmm. so i believe that still majority of the flow will be on mt4 mt5 and it will have dominant position for a uh, much longer time uh, than 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 we all expect mm-hmm. great that's thank you for those thank you for those insights i i completely agree with you with respect to you know, brokers having to find basically a backup solution, and then you can cross sell it to all your customers and see. Um, and it's 2023, obviously. So from a technology standpoint, there are a lot more capabilities from the on the on the back end side of things, you know, more about this than I do, you know, in terms of like the coding and the development and everything else, than there was 1015 years ago, I remember, when I was working at a US brokerage, um, th- there was an idea of doing this, but it could not be done technologically because so much money was already spent on a proprietary 
trading platform which didn't have the backend capabilities to tie into a meta server you know what i mean into a meta server so mm -hmm. so meta clients could not be possibly migrated at that time um into like a prop trading platform but those those kind of nuances uh, michael mm -hmm. those kind of nuances are for another discussion on another podcast we'll we'll do it next time um to to finish things off i wanted to ask um uh what kind of developments can our listeners look forward to in terms of um new things coming out of match prime match trade match to pay and mm -hmm. in the next few months maybe not march um but like uh, in the summer months or later on down the road are there any events that you want to mention where you guys will be in full force uh so to say or with the team where our listeners can come meet you guys and find out more about uh, your products and services mm -hmm. uh Regarding regarding the the developments, you know the the whole situation with the platform pushed us very hardly to 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 work on the developments on the new features, as uh, we see that for example, uh, C Trader MetaQuotes started releasing new features, new add-ons uh, to 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 the platform, and also we had to I have to do this on on our side. So for example, right now we are working very heavily on social trading, as uh, we see this is this part is. Uh, uh, growing on our side and brokers are interested in it as uh, we discussed in the previous question that uh, we see it much more popular solution than uh, than 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 es for example and uh, regarding match trader uh, we also work to bring more uh, reputable brokers on board and uh, than the regulated ones uh, which will uh, have promote the platform and it will you know, uh, uh, be, be more popular up among the bigger brokers because, you know, this is also how we communicate the platform because many, many brokers, many, many uh, market participants think that our platform was just created. This is a new platform, fresh one. And we are working uh, on it uh, from 2013 because it's still based on the same matching engine and it was used for, for institutional purposes. Uh, we just changed the layout of the of the front end to be more, you know, uh, friendly and uh, user-friendly for, for, for the retail traders and, and a few uh, adjustments on, on, on the backend side uh, to... to, to, to remove for example first in first out rule uh, but the platform is very very uh, uh, you know uh, tested and then and, and prove itself uh, so this is on, on which we on the this is a thing which on which will work uh, next next months uh, also probably you noticed uh, that uh, we pushed much more resource we added to more resources to the to the match to pay uh we even hired recently the team on on ukraine of developers uh, just only for this project to 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 speed up the the development process and uh, we are going uh, outside of of fx industry to the gambling uh, gambling expos as uh, regarding the payment and accepting crypto is, is very similar and also we are getting ready for uh for mika regulation which probably will change industry so our team is already analyzing uh, the, the the changes and, and how we can take advantage of, of them and uh, what we can offer to, for, to the clients as probably you know you can be either the first or the best uh, we try to be both mm -hmm. yes and we ready with the with the with the product mm -hmm. and regarding regarding the expos uh, 
we are going to to, to new places uh, uh, this year. Uh, we are going to Mexico mm-hmm. in May. Uh, this is uh, the same organizers which are doing the expo in, in Dubai. So hope hopefully it will be a good mm-hmm. one. And uh, Finance Magnet South Africa Summit, uh, which is also a new one. Yeah. Uh, it's also a very interesting, interesting direction uh, regarding, uh, you know, our industry. Uh, South Africa is very popular jurisdiction among brokers, and uh, the the the, li- the license is respected. Uh, however, they were recently put on the fat list, but hopefully, it won't uh, have any impact on on the quality of the expo. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned, the gambling uh-huh. ones. We are going to now Dubai, Brazil, so. Uh, Brazil, it will be in in, in, in July. Uh, so also due to the fact uh, that you know uh, we added so many expos to our our schedule, we also hired probably you saw a Sonata who who will be coordinating everything as it is too too many of them and and uh, you know even ordering a booth uh, designs and everything takes a lot of time. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know all about this stuff, Michal. Yes, I know. Well, listen, it sounds it sounds it sounds awesome. It sounds great. New beginnings, new countries, um, a, a, a new uh, you know a, a different side of the. Uh, the the trading industry, gambling, you know, gambling, trading, things like that. So it all sounds very, very, um, it all sounds very, very exciting. I wanted to wrap things up. Uh, I think we're out of time. This was a lengthy, but very, very interesting and insightful discussion. So I wanted to thank you for taking the time to speak in detail on some of these topics, which I think are quite important for uh, both you and I for um, and for other people in the industry. Um, And uh, hopefully we can catch up sometime maybe close to the end of 2023. You will have been at all of these different events, especially on the gambling side. I would be very interested to speak with you like at the end of the year to find out sort of your kind of impressions of, of what you know so far and what are the good things that are being done or the things that are being done right in the gambling uh, industry that could actually be applied to ours, like you said, from a reputation standpoint. Um, and things like that to improve things, which I think is, I think would be very interesting. Uh, thank you, thank you once again for for inviting me. Uh, it was really nice, nice talk. Uh, uh, probably there are much more topics to 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 be covered, but it can be done next yes. time. Thank you very much, Michal. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our latest Finance Feeds podcast episode. For sponsorship opportunities or to become a guest please email us at info at financefeeds.com.